Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast. Uh, in this special episode, me, Linz, and Anthony talk about some of the funness that we've had at Motor City Comic Con years past, as well as what we're looking forward to at the con coming up later this week. So sit back, grab a cold one, and listen to all of our ramblings about the guests and the fun that we will have at Motor City Comic Con 2021. sound like a robot partially i am from a speaker Ooh, i'm a ghost <laughs> in the machine a ghost robot. <laughs> it's it's halloween it's spooky it, it, i wish this was kind of a video cast because tony's got a rock and halloween background going on behind him well literally set up so that people when he video chats can see this set up behind him like a like a weird karen sort of situation going on over here (laughs) i love halloween i love everything about the month of october the fallness the apple ciderness the hayrideness yeah and i need to get a green screen now to set it behind me so i can just like broadcast whatever i want and be like "Ooh, i'm on a hayride in the middle of my conference (laughs) (laughs) But uh, something new that is happening this October, which actually newish in a sense, because about 10 years ago or so, Motor City Comic Con had a fall con. Okay. Uh, And it has been primarily the weekend right after uh, Mother's Day slash right before Memorial Day in May for the last... I want to say 10-ish, 12-ish years or so, which we love that con so much that we make sure we go to it every time and we make sure that we promote it because more people need to check out that con. And with how... More people have been checking out that yes, con. It has the... grown exponentially. It's insanity. You could spend a whole day in line. You don't have to this year. You can get your bands ahead of time. Uh, but you could literally spend a whole day in line. Well, and they've already expanded <laughs> yeah. the place to to accommodate more. And it's going to be interesting now because with how everything happened last year, they were not able to throw on their normal con in 2020. And then even 2021, uh, this past May, they were looking at that's just too soon to, to do one. So let's throw it in October and hope for the best and things are looking better than they were so we're gonna have a con again uh we are talking about some of the guests and some of the things that we're looking forward to coming to motor city comic con 2021 first and foremost want to say though that if you are getting tickets and everything they are not requiring vaccinations or anything but they are requiring that you wear masks at all time except for when you're eating um or I think there's one other thing that they said in there when they said that you could take photo off your ops. Mask. Yeah. Photo ops. Yep. And I think that will be permitted in the case of photo ops and at the celebrity and comic guest booths because they're going to have plexiglass shields so you don't spit on the celebrities basically with your with your nerd well, my mouth. Ruined. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, like that's almost like. These things should be in place normally. I for know. Cons. I know. We talk about it all the time of the con crud. Yes. 
And so far, with uh, some of our friends that have been going to cons, they have not seemed to be getting that. And I think partially is mask wearing has prevented some of whatever that funk is that is always goes around. And it's nothing that is terrible. It's just you know you went to a Comic Con because the next couple days. It's more than a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually, I feel like it usually is real bad for a couple days, but then you keep it for a month. Like it's 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 long. Like you always just have it. You know that that those germs are inside of you still, which is a real violation. Um. I think if you look like in the you know the east eastern hemisphere, specifically like Asia, you know Japanese cons and things like that, in communities where you know Korea, where they're used to, you know, it's almost like a social norm, right, to wear a mask if you're not feeling well or on your way on the subway train because it's a little bit packed and stuff like that. They're a lot more used to wearing masks there, and I'm sure that you have much less prevalence oh, of yeah. that kind of stuff over time. We're finally getting it. It only took a global pandemic yeah. to clean up American yeah. cons. <laughs> um, fun side effect is that it should also prevent you from smelling the con smells that are... Yes, because they are <laughs> typically not the greatest. Not, not fun. There's... there's, there's People who haven't quite learned how to use deodorant. Maybe people who've decided deodorant is toxic. I don't know. Some of that crowd overlaps. Um, also, like people just fart everywhere <laughs> because they think they can get away with it because it's a giant convention. So there's just constant fart clouds in the air. <laughs> so, I don't know that, which spots uh, you go to in the con that have fart clouds. All of them, Tony. Is it you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's always behind me for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I never smell it when I'm walking away. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, but, but sure, like, be careful with what you eat, too, because you'll be smelling your own breath. So bring some gum, oh, a small yes. little toothbrush you can use. It's a good tip. We Usually we have yeah. some, tip, some con tips, but that's a good new one for this year. For sure. Well, I mean, breath mints all the time. Yeah, brush yeah. anyways, but just in case. <laughs> A little something extra when you get there. Yep. But let's let's talk about the con. Now, I've gone for many years, and having helped with uh, the con before, having met some of the lovely people that, that throw it on, to having a booth there before with yeah. Drunk on Comics, which was a lot of fun I bought as a well. t-shirt from you guys there. <laughs> Back when you were just a fan, before yep. you became the co-host. With the most... And now, and now we don't really need to do all of that fancy smancy stuff. Like it's fun, it's great to kind of do that, but really we're there trying to get interviews with with the guests, and so that to us is we're always on our feet. We don't need to have like a home base, and usually we'll take over one of our artist friends' yep. places just to <laughs> to throw our bags if exactly. we need to be. Yep. But uh, I've had some great times, and and we repeat the same stories a lot on this mm-hmm. podcast. But again, it, it, it would we would not be in the realm that we w- were at if it wasn't for Motor City Comic Con because we've had some funs at some other cons, but really this convention has helped us get some names to interview. And partially it was just us just going up and talking to them, but it's really the people that you meet. And just being there, mm-hmm. being us, the dumb, drunk, fun people at night, uh, talking about just not the norm, not the same old questions that people get. Like, I try to go into interviews and 
even though I'll know the person, I'm not doing all this research to do this. I just want them to just talk. Talk about whatever you want to right. talk about. And I'll just hit record and that will fill up some time and it will be great on my side. I don't need to know, you know, some secret that no one else has asked before. And through that, we've had some great interviews with some guests. And Yeah, mostly you because um, I don't like to do interviews. <laughs> you've had some good ones, though. I've had a, you've, I've, you've done you've ran some panels. I did the last time they did a con. I actually ran a panel, and you um, did great. And it, that was a lot of fun. I'm more comfortable in a scenario like that than I am just walking up to people and and being like, "Hey, guy or lady, uh, let me ask you these random ass questions that ten other podcasters have already yeah. asked you today." Because I am just terrible at it. But if I have if I can do homework ahead of time, then. Uh, you don't need to do the homework, though. I do, Tony. That's my point. <laughs> well, besides doing the interviews and everything, we also have fun at the after shows as well. Uh, again, I've counted so many times uh, that I've talked about this, but Linz, what about you? What I haven't heard so much of what your favorite time Motor City Comic Con has been before, or one of the. I mean, times. doing the panel was is pretty much. On the top there. Meeting us? What? I mean, that's lost its its glamour throughout <laughs> the years. Um, the truth of who who the group were yeah, just overshadowed yeah. any reality. That, that, that shininess like went away almost immediately. <laughs> 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 um, oh my goodness. I'm trying to remember now that you've put me on the spot. See, this is why I'm terrible at interviews. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't you interview. You're just terrible at talking. <laughs> I am. Um, I can tell you that my least favorite thing that ever happened at Motor City Comic Con is the time Tony and I shared a hotel room and he decided that we were comfortable enough in our relationship that he didn't need to wear anything but underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. That was my least favorite part. That, that, that might have been after one of the, the, the nightly uh, <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> but I, I, so, I do, I did an, you, the after con, you know, festival that happens with the karaoke and everyone just kind of chilling out is always the best part. <clears throat> Even if the, I mean, we always attract, that party always attracts a couple of the bigger name guests, but even if they don't show up, it's still just a ton of fun. Um, hanging out with people you don't get to see all the time. I bet you this year it's going to be either non-existent because I don't know what they're planning for that. If they're going to do some sort of, like, can you do karaoke in this world? I don't know. It will be interesting to see, but I do think, though, it will be a lot of fun for a group of us that have been friends, yeah. as we always call it, the Khan family, yep. coming back together. Some of us haven't seen each other in well over a year because there wasn't cons all last year handful of them seeing each other at like new york comic con i don't know if that happened or not i didn't see people posting pictures or not but <laughs> that just happened last weekend and right on the tail of that we're gonna have motor city comic con in novi anthony i know you've never been to this con right i've been to novi but not been to the con have you gone to some comic book conventions before I've only gone to Grand Rapids as far as like true comic book conventions go, um, which is, you know, by far leagues away 
from something like Motor City or, you know, even big like San Diego or New York and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to just kind of the experience. A lot of my, I would say that definitely a big part of why I never went previously was that like the funk of a con, right? I was well aware of the, uh, I was, I'm by no means a germaphobe, but I was like, you know, I don't think I really care enough about these things to expose myself to that many people. But the, I think that now with, again, some of these uh, restrictions for me, it's actually kind of nice knowing that I won't have to worry with as much with the masks being everyone wearing a mask. And just in general, people are much more, I feel like people are much more conscientious of their personal effect on other people. So that's going to be cool. And I think, you know, apart from joining on the podcast just over the last uh, couple of years, getting more into comics specifically, right? My nerd cred and experience is pretty broad in the nerd sphere and have never been specifically comics, which I mean, that has that's has such a big place at Comic Cons, not just in the name. So I think it'll be a fun time to uh, get to explore the actual exper- experience of it instead of just being like, yeah, you know, I kind of read those things and, uh, you know, I'm familiar with all the nerd stuff. Right. It's actually it's being part of the community, I guess. Cool, cool. Well, let's talk about who's all going to be here at this con. Yeah. Now, we could just name everyone, but I think we're going to just kind of pick and choose some of the people that we're really looking forward to. Uh, You can go to MotorCityComicCon.com to see the extensive list of both the celebrity guests and the comic book artists and everything. But let's start off with some of the celebrities that are coming. I have to tell you the one that I'm super pumped about the most and so we're just going to start with the name I think is the biggest on the roster, and that's Giancarlo Esposito. I honestly, he could be the only guest there, and I would be super happy about that. I literally just rewatched Do the Right Thing the other day, and he plays Buggin' Out in that movie. First of all, it's such a great movie, and it's very timeless, but he does such a good job in it. And to see him as that character and go through his like works up to where we are today with his you know Moff Gideon and the Mandalorian and meeting the boys and and his huge run on Breaking Bad like it's just very exciting see now when you I would say one I was gonna say one thing for me too he's in Far Cry 6 as well don't forget about that oh well I mean for the gamer people I was gonna say although he is a big name when you said the biggest person there I thought you were talking about Adam Shear, a.k.a. Braun Strowman, because he is going to be the biggest <laughs> The actual physically biggest there. guy there. Yeah. And no. <laughs> honestly, like, I do want to chat with him, at least to see how huge that man is, because I watch wrestling, and that dude is a giant. And so that will be interesting to see. But the person that I really, 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 really would love to talk to is Elijah Wood. Yeah, the cool thing about Elijah Wood, other than, like, obviously his massive, like, catalog of films that he's done, is, like, he's super into horror movies. Like, 
big time. He has his own, I think, I don't know if it's a production studio. Production studio. Or distribution chain. He did a couple of those ones with uh, Nicolas Cage that came out. The Color of Space was one of them. Yeah. I think he might have did Mandy with him, too. But, yeah, he's he's into horror. Yeah, big time. And he's a giant hipster. I mean... He just seems like one of those people that you could truly just have a beer with and just talk about yeah, whatever. I think so. I think so. And and for me, though, personally, the most nerdiness of everything in my life always will go back to Lord of the Rings. That was first kind of ah. book series I ever read. That, to me, is like epitome of like storytelling and just the world creation that Tolkien made. And so him... Being part anyone really that was ever a part of that, yeah, to me will be like so one of my top people. And for us, like having talked to uh, celebrities before, we're pretty good at not like getting starstruck. Like I don't feel like I've truly done that in the years past. If for some reason like he just goes yes, like let's do an interview or something. I will have to be like, all right, I got to quick geek out for one quick second. Yeah, and Anthony, you might, have to, you, might, you might have to fan dab him off. <laughs> might be yeah, a little I'll bring moist. an extra towel just in case. Like, Tony, you're, you're glistening. Let me get that for you. <laughs> My cat's named Frodo. So, you know, I can get him to autograph a picture of me. my cat. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me with someone like Elijah Wood again, I think that would be, you know, that's one person I would find very cool. You know, the people I'm going to want to interview are the people that I'm a a fan of their stuff, right? So it very much a conversation with them. I would almost treat it. And we were talking a little bit before we started recording that I'm not necessarily like the most starstruck person, right? I could see like someone who I would say is I'm a big fan of like Ryan Reynolds, right? If he's eating dinner in Grand Rapids, I'd be like, yo, Ryan Reynolds, love your stuff, and then keep going on my day, right? I wouldn't be one of the people who, like, swarms whatever restaurant he's in trying to get pictures and stuff. But the reality is I would love to have conversations with some of these people who are are in things I love, right? So Elijah Wood, obviously Lord of the Rings, that was kind of like, that came out as I was leaving, or in high school, leaving high school. And so... That was very much a defining film in the sense that, like, my in-the-closet nerddom with just my couple friends, that, you know, was one of the things that made the wider nerd atmosphere cool, right? Because you had this blockbuster nature of it. It wasn't just a comic movie or something else that we've seen a you know million of before. It was like this next-level film where, you know, my mom was into it, right? And my mom couldn't give two craps about comics beforehand, mm-hmm. And she just knew that I liked that kind of stuff and the nerd stuff. So him, uh, Giancarlo, for sure, I loved yeah, yeah. a lot of his recent stuff. You know, like I said, Far Cry 6, um, his stuff in The Mandalorian was just awesome. I think that the villains are what are, make Star Wars special. Uh, Darth Vader, you know, is a big reason why Star Wars is so cool. Not just because Luke Skywalker's a cool protagonist but and Han Solo, but the fact that he... Real, just that kind of intelligent, smarmy uh, villain is just so much fun to see your hero go up against. So I'd love to have conversations with them as far as like how they explore those kind of characters. Those are the things I think would be cool. Again, are, are try you... not to be the same as every other person interviewing them and ask the exact yeah. same questions that they've been asked 4,000 times. But Aren't you a Smallville guy? Is that right? Do I remember that about you? Or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, well, for sure. 
Yeah, I'm definitely okay. a small guy. So the fact that uh, Michael Rosenbaum's going to be there as well. And Tom Welling. Uh, yeah, it's is kind of cool because I watched. Uh, I made out with a girl to Smallville <laughs> back in college. So like, I have many fond memories, not just of the show, but then also, I mean, and you got to give it to them the fact that they basically started with that show the CW style, right? Every comic show from then on has taken as almost like a spiritual successor to that show and how they present, you know, the standard beautiful people having beautiful people comic problems, right? So it's, I don't know, I, I really would have, I would love to talk to them about that too. Plus the fact that it's like a show you grew up with, right? It's not necessarily something that just came out in the last right. couple of years. It's like, oh, I was in high school for some of this. I was in college for some of this. I was an adult. You know, just kind of get to grow up with it, which is cool. What was that movie, uh, Sorority Boys, um, that Michael Rosenbaum was in? Uh, it was a comedy back in the, the early thousands. I honestly could only tell you the one thing that I know he was he in. He was. And that was Smallville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, Boys. I loved him in that movie. That's funny. That was a great movie. It'd be fun to talk to because he is the Lex Luthor. Like, yeah, he's like the he set the standard. Yes, and anyone that has come since has failed miserably. Like DC, Warner Brothers, cast him in whatever next Batman thing you're yeah. gonna do that's gonna have him because. He is the epitome of that character. Oh my gosh, you guys, we could do an interview with him and Giancarlo because he did Lex Luthor and Harley Quinn. You could have just a whole Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor off? Lex Luthor off, <laughs> yeah. Um, Joey Fatone is going to be there. And I was never like an NSYNC fan. Like, I was never into the, like, my last boy band was New Kids on the Block. And then after that, I was a little too old for that movement. But just recently, I've come to really enjoy him as a person. He does a lot of interviews with, so I listen to Tell Him Steve Dave, and he does interviews with them, and he's friends with the guys who do Impractical Jokers. And he's really funny. Like, he's a super, you could get real inappropriate with him, I think. <laughs> it's always make for fun interviews. Oh, my gosh, just, yes. like, talk like a normal person. Yes, yes. Anthony, sure. if they do have karaoke, man. <laughs> you and everybody fucking when, else is gonna be there. <laughs> should get you should get Joey Fatone to do a Backstreet Boys yes. song with you. <laughs> yes. Well, Tony and I typically do O Town, so maybe we could get Joey oh, to do O Town with us. The very, very uh, unknown boy band from what the early aughts. Is that when they're from? Yeah, they had that's, the two hits. Uh, that's something that I would find fun with celebrity right that would get me giddy like the idea of oh i did karaoke with a celebrity oh. right a duet you had fun Buckle not really oh i got to sit in a room that was quiet and bland with a celebrity and talk to them for 10 minutes right it's like no let's do something fun and then afterwards have a conversation those are the kinds of things I would these love are some of the things you can do at motor city comic-con after dark it's true <laughs> We just need to find their hotel room. Well, oh, oh, sorry. They'll they'll just be there is the thing. They yeah. usually just show uh, up. <laughs> yeah, because it, it is. So this is a bigger con, and I'm not trying to, like, you know, demean where they're at, but it just attendance-wise, you know, there are some big, big cons that take up, like, 
huge spaces. And this is a big con, but there's a couple that are just like a little bit bigger that you you wouldn't see celebrities afterwards at all. And so with smaller cons, you would. So this is kind of like the happy medium of it's got some big names. It's got a lot of people there, but you have that atmosphere where it's a possibility. If you're hanging out afterwards, like stick around and you could possibly run into people. Uh, someone that crazily, because of a movie that I personally love and I just looked up online and it's got like terrible reviews, but I've loved it since I was younger. It's called Surviving the Game with Ice-T. Oh. It, 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 uh, I think it's Michael Douglas too in there where a bunch of these rich people, they he's kind of like a, a bum off the street and they bring him up and they, you think that they're going to you know give him a job and everything and then they find out that they're, they're, hunting. they're hunting him. And then he's smart enough to like get them back with his survival skills, and it's such a great Dangerous fucking game, movie. Yeah. Listen, you could go in a million different directions with Ice T too. He's had a yeah. long, yes. long career, and his wife is gonna be there too. You, <laughs> Coco is gonna be I there. Mean, <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest. I I know who that is, but I don't know who that is. I know the name and the face, but that's about it. So. I think that somebody should stake out Patrick Renna's booth and count how many times people at the con yell at him. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> the poor man. Just like drop off a piece of paper and a pen at the beginning of the con to him and be like, "Can you just tally? <laughs> like, we don't want to inter. Like, we would love to interview you. We don't. You don't have to. But can you like just keep track?" I just want to go past and just drop every other like catchphrase that was not. It is like just like a line that's not even a catchphrase, just some line that this character says in the movie. No, not even him. Like just other famous phrases from like movies back then. Like Goonies never say die. I love doing Goonies, man. Just yeah, start just yelling uh, quotes from the Big Green at him instead. Oh yeah, that. He honestly, what a huge part of my like preteen life that kid was. He was in everything. I forgot how prevalent he was in the movies back then. But of course, Sandlot being the being the be all end all. You know, someone that I would really love to just say hi to, but I don't want to take away the mysticism of it is Anthony Starr, because Homelander mm. to me is like such an asshole and and he's for, probably a super nice guy yeah, yeah. and it's like i don't yeah. feel like i could watch that show anymore if i knew he's a nice guy i want to pretend that he is evil and mean yeah and like will rip up someone's like picture in front of them if if he needed to so like but i do want to talk to him to because yeah that would be fun we'll also note that they do have a duo photo op with him and Giancarlo Esposito. So you can get a du- duo photo with both of How them. How is Aaron Moriarty getting getting armbarred out of that yeah. photo op? <laughs> She's I would bigger much in that rather show get a picture with her. Giancarlo is. Although, listen, Giancarlo can be in every picture. <laughs> yeah. I need a picture with Giancarlo and Aaron. I need a picture with Giancarlo and Anthony and Elijah. <laughs> so Giancarlo, will you follow me around? Can you take photos with everybody Let's else? Let's be friends. Here's this back corner. We didn't take a picture in yet. Now the bathroom. Let's go get a hot dog together. Okay. And... 
Um, a now show let's get married and we'll just take a picture. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, I thought this was for photos. You go up and introduce yourself, and he originally says yes to a couple of those, and he goes, wait. I heard that that podcast, Drunk Out of Comics. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> he does have, I just was looking at it, he has two duo photo ops. So you can do it with Ming-Na Wen and Anthony Starr, two options with him. Oh. So that's an interesting. So someone that I would really be interested uh, to talk to because it was a show that I wish more people watched, it's called Vikings, but Alexander Ludwig who played Bjorn on the show. It was one, it wasn't really historically accurate because it's based off legends, but like when they shot it, it was what Game of Thrones should have been. I've said that before and I'll say it again. Like it was, it had intrigue, it had war, it had like kind of some mysticism, but not really. And just a great show that ended in a good way. And him being one of the main characters throughout the entire series um, after Ragnar died. Uh, really great show. And so he would also be someone that I'd love to just chat with for a bit. Anthony, you got any others that uh, you see on here on this list? Real quick, I did want to tell you that um, Adam Scher, I looked it up, he's six foot eight inches tall and is 300 and just shy of 350 pounds. So that's the stats. He's a large man, it appears. <laughs> you were definitely right. Um, I think that's mostly, I mean, again, I would be fine. I think I'd have a lot of stuff to talk about with almost everyone in here, right? I mean, you've got, like, uh, is it uh, Gaten Matarazzo? Oh, I don't know if it's yeah. Gaten or Gaten, but I think it's Gaten. Uh, I mean, Stranger Things, right? Such a hit. And not just a hit in the sense that everybody watched it. Like, it was actually something cool, right? And it was kind of nerdy beyond just the whole demi-gorgon that they had at the beginning. And, um, you know, just the the nature of it. Kind of the fact that people, things like that would be cool to talk about where the nerd community and the normal non-nerdy community can embrace something similar, right? They have elements together. Um, I could talk to... Uh, obviously, um, Mr. Blue Ranger, David Yost, that'd be cool, right? I mean, I was Have like you checked him off seven. your Power Ranger bingo card yet, No, Tony? I haven't. Well, there you go. Cool. I mean, so I, I could talk to all, all, pretty much most of these. The, the wrestling stars, not as much. Oh, Tony's, I Tony's got your back there. Wrestling, so. <laughs> um, How can we forget the man, A.C. Slater? I know. He that that he's he's cool. Meatloaf's gonna be there, guys. That's, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say for last. Like. I really wish that. So Casey Pierce is gonna be at the con, whom is a friend of the show, and we love Casey, and she loves Meatloaf. And one of the cons in the last couple of years, she actually met him and sang to him one of his songs. And I really wish she just would have held that back until this convention, <laughs> because I would love to see that in person. Yes. Um, Nolan North. Uh, voice actor does the voice of um, Nathan Drake from the Uncharted series and listen I'm not into games as much as you guys are but I played the fuck out of Uncharted like yeah. what a great game um, Nolan North 
is the I don't know if he's officially that, but in like the mind of a lot of gamers, he's the number one voice actor. Right? If you need a strong voice actor to deliver a story, he's the Destiny, the first Destiny. Um, it was uh, Ash. What is his name? Uh, Game of Thrones. Short actor. Words. Are you talking about Peter Dinklage? Peter Dinklage, yes. Thank you. (laughs) So Peter Dinklage um, played the role of like a robot, and the the delivery was not great, uh, that one. And it it got, it was pretty hammy dialogue, and just delivery wasn't awesome. And so they actually brought Nolan North in to basically just fix it. They're like, Nolan North, we know you can fix it. Here's a chunk of cash. Yeah. Come in, basically reread all the exact same lines, and it's just immensely better. The guy's absolutely talented, and the fact that he looks so similar to Nathan Drake. Oh, I was too, just gonna say that. I was like, he could 100 percent play him. The fact that he is not playing that character in the live action yeah. is very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but he would be awesome to talk to. I mean, I've played tons of games that um, he's voiced. I mean, they've got like Assassin's Creed. He was doing that. Uh, Arkham, the some of the Arkham games he was in that Prince of Persia, um, Final Fantasy twelve. I mean his game list is like dozens long. So a cool dozens. That'd be a cool celebrity to chat with. <laughs> um, besides celebrities, there's tons of things that you can buy at a con, and there's tons of crafters there. There's resellers of this and that. Obviously, you can buy tons of comic books from the comic book uh, shops that are set up there. Uh, there's a couple of crafters, though, that I plan on checking out again now that I have a little bit of money saved. Uh, Dragon Wicks, which has a bunch of little dragon kind of collectible uh, figures and everything that I really want to see. Um, there's also one called um, the the oh, the Wood Turned Magic. So this is a lot of um, magic wands and everything. Mm, okay. So I don't I don't I don't need to have a Harry Potter wand. Like I don't want someone else's wand. I wanna have a wand the that, wand that picks chooses me. the yeah. wizard, yeah. And this would be a shop to, to do that at. Um, and then one that I've seen before too, uh, Shiny Things. Uh, this has a ton of kind of like pendants and like buttons and stuff, but like they're colorful. So like imagine any of the Pokemon gym uh, badges. They make them all shiny and every colorful and you can collect them all. They have a lot of different um, nerdy stuff like mushrooms and hearts and stars from like and clovers and balloons but not really Lucky Charms but I'm thinking Mario games and everything so uh, you know trident uh, pendants and everything so that's where I can do my shopping for my niece as well as cool little doodads that I of course I will buy. Yeah, I can't see him on the list. I was hoping that the evil teddy bear vendor would be there again because they were awesome. Yeah, I was lo- and I was looking at this list and I feel like there's going to be more that aren't on this yeah. list per se because uh, obviously you'd feel that there would be more uh, shops to buy. One last one though I kind of wanted to just talk about that I thought was cool was custom comic box. So this person makes, uh, he puts art on the front and everything but they are boxes that, um, God, I, I suck at. Think of comic book size, so eight and a half by like eleven. Like a short box, but not even a short box. These oh. are 
wooden boxes that can be opened from the top that what the person came up with this was I wanted a thing that would really protect my precious comics that weren't just a small box. And so oh, this is okay. even smaller than that to put those very few oh, rare ones that you want. I need one of those. And yeah, I was like, because <laughs> I was thinking I'm going to need a few, some smaller boxes to get to having to sort through all my comics yeah. and, and put them in order. But this makes sense for a couple of those high precious, valuable mm-hmm. ones that you got. So that's a little cool shop. Um, But then, of course, we'd be remiss if we don't talk about the comic book creators that are going to be there at the show. I mean, there's some big pulls this year. Normally, we 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 talk to our family, right? The the usual suspects. And we don't get a lot of time with the bigger names. Um, But I know for a fact that it's super well just from the one con i met him at scott snyder is actually pretty easy to just go up to and get an autograph from (laughs) because i totally i had to stand in line for a little bit but it didn't cost anything i think you could make a donation to some foundation that he was raising money for at the time i don't know if he still does that or not but him and greg capullo are both going to be there which is of course the duo if if it's not greg capullo then you want jock there but that is what a what a I mean bust out all your Batman comics and get ready for some signatures. For me personally, I want to talk to Jim Starlin again. Um, I've chatted with him at three separate cons now so far, but that was well over five, six years ago that I've seen him at a con. But creator of Thanos, one of my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. people right in comics yeah and of course Donnie Cates uh, who has just been ripping through the Venom comics and all kinds of other things recently so good 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 polls yeah there's there's a lot so, of people that I want to talk to that I just I hope I have enough time to as well yeah is there anyone able that, to that, walk through and uh you know right yep these are these names are like foreign to me in many ways as far as like who they are what they're doing um because i don't know like the name specifically but i like the opportunity to that the fact that this is kind of like the cool thing about cons is immediately seeing somebody's product right so you talk about like the celebrity guests you have to kind of like know their background a little bit have seen their movies or they're likely well known. This is a cool opportunity just to see. It's like going to a farmer's market, right? You can directly see what people do mm-hmm. and, you know, interact with them with their stuff on display. So I would, you know, is there one specific person? No, not really, because there's not like a whole lot of specific like looking at artists that I have done or have even necessarily read enough comics to say this is a style that I, you know, particularly like for artists. Or stories, but being able to see illustrations that they've done, and even beyond comics, right? You can see some of their non-comic work on display um, in their booth. Um, I find that to be very interesting because I am not artistically talented at all, and so being able to see them show off that stuff is really nice. Are you, Anthony, are you a brownie? I have a healthy appreciation for the humor (laughs) and quality of My Little Pony, but 
by I'm not dressing up as one now. <laughs> so she's been to this con before, but Katie Cook is going to be at the con, and she she does the comics version of, I don't know if she's still on it, but for a really long time she was doing the comic version of My Little Pony. But I will say, she does the cutest commissions you could ever find on the planet. They're just cute little like five minute commission she'll just draw the character that you want throw some watercolor on it like if there's a girl in your life that you want to get a cute little present for like a hundred percent you got to hit up katie cook well i was gonna say okay. if, if he was a brony though uh andy price who's pretty much been the lead artist on uh friendship is magic uh at idw is going to be there as well and our buddy jay fosgett has also worked on those oh as well. yeah jay, so jay will be there he's pretty great uh, ben Temple Basically, Smith. I just need to walk around and be like, I need MLP content. Give it to me. And then just see how many people raise their hand. It's going to be a lot of them. <laughs> it's it's, it's you, getting into that market. Like, it's great. I remember seeing Katie Cook, I think, at it was either at Motor City or Grand Rapids. And her line was consistently long because it's not just you know, adults who like My Little Pony, it's the actual audience, <laughs> which is children, <laughs> just just constantly lined up to meet her, um, which is fun. I love it when kids can get all excited about going to cons. The thing is that if I really need to get around it, I need to make, say, I need it sexualized as well, and then the number of people who will volunteer <laughs> will probably reduce and be more of an adult focus, and the line will be shorter. Got it. I'll make sure to do that. Well, something's great, too, with when you go to these conventions. You have some of these bigger names that have worked on comic books that you've probably been able to pick up at your comic book store. But then there's, as you were saying, people breaking into the industry mm -hmm. that have some pretty good stuff there. They just haven't been found by those big names to be published yet. And so you can buy those books from their tables, and whether they become you know, a small series or not, uh, whether you get on their mailing list to read more... Uh, there's tons of great art and great stories. I know that writers don't always have a lot of people showing up to their tables. At least it always felt like that before. Uh, some of the bigger names, obviously, that have written some of the big books are there. But, like, really it's fascinating finding how these people got their muse. Like, where it came up for yeah. writing. Because not all comic books are superheroes. And I've gotten. I would, I would, I would go out on an edge and say most comic books these days aren't about superheroes. Yeah. If you really look at the quantity of stuff that comes out, especially if you add like manga and stuff to that, then it's a hundred percent, like ten percent. I'm I'm adding too many numbers in here, but it's ten percent superheroes and like ninety percent everything else. Which I think is good for the industry as a whole. We, not everyone needs to be Marvel, differentiate and be something different. And from there, uh, I know I've, I've met people in the past that then have started working for uh, one of the big three, big four. Um, SourcePoint Press, they're even moving up in the world that we know most half of all of their people. That didn't make sense of most half. But, but we uh, know most half of them. <laughs> yeah. so, Numbers, man. <laughs> 49% I think is most half, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the time it works every time. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, 
for listeners of of Drunk on Comics, I mean, we can we can shout out like our our hometown favorites, right? You can go back and listen. We always do interviews with them, but if you don't want to go back and listen to our old old uh, podcasts, I mean, do it. But if you don't have time right now, then we can throw a list out at you, Tony. I, I'll let you start. Oh, with our uh, friends? Yeah, people who are going to be there. Also, I just want to give a shout out to Seth DeMoose because his name alphabetically is right next to Scott Snyder. So when I was scrolling down the thing, I was like, oh, my God, Seth is right next to Scott. <laughs> um, well, I mean, we really got to throw the shout out to the king of the ring, Jason Hollywood Westlake. Because <laughs> it will not be like a con if it's not me going up being like, there you are, and making a big scene. Which will happen. Yeah. Um, so Eric Gutierrez, uh, my boy Eric's going to be there. So definitely stop by his table. He writes some raunchy, raunchy stuff, um, which I think is real fun. Uh, Rich Bloom uh, does phenomenal work. Uh, he's been posting, I think he's doing it for the whole year, uh, a robot a day. Oh, uh, yeah. Which he has the fun little robots that he does, um, as well as the rest of his art that he has at his table. And of course, like I said before, Miss Casey Pierce, who qualifies under the if you want to go talk to a writer, go talk to the, go talk to Casey because she has been pounding that pavement for the past couple years now, and she is rocking it hard. Um, Kelly O'Hara, yep. uh, has great art as well, and uh, she's always fun to talk to. Yeah, and I think she. I, I, th- I think it was the most recent run of one of Casey's comics she did the art on. So that was a great collaboration. John Marikeen is going to be there. Also really awesome art <clears throat> and uh, comics that he's got coming out. I've already mentioned uh, Jay Fosgett, but uh, yep. definitely check out his stuff. Seth, and of course, so. the man with the best photo <laughs> on this whole thing. I was going to leave him, leave him <laughs> off. I was scrolling through these pictures, and I was like, Dan has the best photo and and all of the comic guests around here so that does include like scott snyder and Greg yes, he, does that. he took professional pictures dan doherty is the best picture on all of these <laughs> he really just pretty boyed it up for this yep. <laughs> but yeah there's plenty of uh of people here that uh you will not be disappointed so get your tickets now uh or at the door um I personally think that just with the where it's coming up and everything, there's people that really want to go to cons, mm-hmm. but there's still going to be people that are going to be hesitant. So it's going to be a decent crowd, but I think it's it's going to be manageable for those that are hesitant of wanting to go. I think you're going to have a good time regardless. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're not going to oversell it or anything this year. They're They're going to be real cautious with how many people they jam into that building at this point so you know go back to it slowly (laughs) we're all going to have social anxiety for the next five years (laughs) (laughs) so you might see a lot of panic attacks (laughs) at the con Um, just give people some space I guess is is the best tip I could give for this con Well, with that, um, we look forward to uh, the coming weekend and uh, lots of interviews to come from MC3 and uh, everything else uh, that goes with the, the con circuit. So stay thirsty for 
Motor City Comic Con 2021.